Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Nine Decide podcast, where we chat with super amazing and inspirational people who pounded the pavement before and after their nine to fives to get their side hustles off the ground. After listening to the interviews with these amazing guests, you'll walk away with a refreshed pep in your step and a newfound motivation to make your side hustle a reality. Hey, everybody, and welcome to season one, episode 16. I hope everyone is doing well. I can't believe, well, it's 16 episodes later. This is so cool. I've talked to, like I said, so many cool people. And one of the things I've been thinking about is just as people have created these side hustles and sort of, you know, branched off and built these businesses, one of the first steps that everybody talks about is kind of like, what their identity is going to be and building that brand and thinking about what your website is, what the name of your business is going to be, all of that stuff that comes after you have the initial idea for your side hustle. And sometimes that can be so incredibly overwhelming. Not sometimes, I feel like all the time. I am terrible with that stuff. I always rely on other people. My husband's really good at it. I'm always like, ah, I have no idea where to begin. I have these ideas. This is kind of like the thoughts or the feelings I have about what I want to communicate through my brand, but I don't really know how to turn that into a logo or like a message or a mission. And so I think that my next guest, Claudia Miro, ties in so perfectly with just the theme of side hustles. I mean, this started as a side hustle for her, and it's obviously she's transitioned to this into her full-time business, but it's so perfect because Her company is called The Inspired Brand, and it's a branding, web design, and development and marketing agency. But it's more than just like one of those agencies that you email and you're like, can you create a logo and build me a website? I feel like she really takes the time, her and her team, into delving into kind of what your mission is, what your inspiration is, really understanding who you are to make the brand and what they come up with as authentic as they can to you. And so it's more than just kind of a design shop. Their approach, I think, is what really makes it different. Like they have something called soulful strategy retreats where you can sign up and basically go away for the weekend and do yoga and different kinds of exercises, journaling and so forth, and any kinds of kind of impromptu exercises that they think of that will keep the creative juices flowing so you can talk about your brand and sort of build ideas around what all of that would look like. And then from there, then her team goes back and comes up with the ideas for a brand strategy and web design and whatever else you're looking for. So her company, I think, is such an incredible offering that's different in this space. But anyways, my next guest, Claudia Miro, she's phenomenal, powerhouse. She's super well-connected, all about networking with people, which is so key to and building this brand that she has called The Inspired Brand, which is her business. So without further ado, this is my interview with Claudia Miro. Before we kind of get into your side hustle full-time business, I wanted to just start with the kind of the basics and tell us where you're from, a little bit about you, give us some background on you real quick. All right. Well, the quick and dirty is I was born in Lima, Peru. I am Peruvian. I am a little bit Italian, Spanish, and German mixed in, but I've got a really kind of eclectic background, a very entrepreneurial background. And 
just kind of always had a passion to create my own thing. And whether that was having a store like my mom for many years or doing wholesale business with her. Or when I was young, I started as an esthetician. So I worked in the skincare industry, but just really always had a very clear idea that I would work for myself and had a lot of kind of a journey of trying to find what my path was, what my passions were, what my purpose was. And so landed in the kind of umbrella of marketing communications. And for the past 14 years, I've run, I call myself the chief inspiration officer (laughs) at the Inspired Brand. And so we focus mostly on brand strategy, web design, development, branding, and just overall kind of all the things that fall under marketing communications. We kind of do a little bit of everything, but that's been the main container for what I do. (laughs) Just the inspired brand. So everybody knows that's your business. You started that. And would you consider that at the moment a side hustle or is it your full-time job? It is now. It's been my full-time job. It started as a side hustle in a time of transition. And the year was 2008. Some things happened in the world, in the United States, especially mm-hmm. around the economy. I had a really amazing job at the time in Palo Alto, California, and um, was working for, I would say, the best version of a corporate slash nine to five job I could find, which was uh, Ooh, coaching. <laughs> It was a coaching agency. They did leadership development and strategy consulting for like the big Adobe and Oracle and all these big tech companies. And because we were kind of on the HR side, I really got exposed to the culture. And we were talking about literally leadership development and how do you create environments for people that actually want to go to work every day and be passionate about what they do. So it was really fascinating and I loved my job. And I personally got to work all by myself in this gorgeous office in Palo Alto because the bosses were virtual and they lived on opposite sides of the country. And so they basically gave me total autonomy and independence. And I was exposed to people who were just literally obsessed and committed to human development and potential. And so I learned a lot of skills. I think I had like three titles in the three and a half years that I worked there. How did you get into that? <laughs> just just quickly, because that sounds like a dream nine to five. And yeah, it was like, maybe not interested in the side hustle, maybe interested in the dream nine to five. That yeah. is a really cool kind of like niche, I feel mm-hmm. like area. Did you go to school to study for that? Like, how did you land in no. that job? No, I mean, that's kind of the story of my life. Like I could not have studied for what I ended up, you know, cultivating as a career because it didn't exist. Like branding was not a thing, you know, when I was going to school first at first. I literally went back to school eventually when I was 30 to finish. And I designed my own career as a marketing communications major because that wasn't a thing as an undergraduate anyway. Anyway, so I got the job because after leaving the aesthetics world, I decided I didn't want to do that for the rest of my life. I loved it. I love being with clients, especially. And but I just knew that that wasn't how I wanted to spend the rest of my life. And it was hard, but it was easy too. (laughs) And I decided, you know, it felt like I was starting over sort of in my mid twenties. And so a friend suggested I work for a temp agency. And so I did that for a few months, actually got offered a really amazing job, making a really silly amount of money for no experience (laughs) and no, you know, and I was like, wait, you're just throwing throwing money at me and I don't even know what I'm doing, but I'll take it. I had three months of a severance. So I didn't have to like hustle, hustle to get a job right away, which was very foreign to me, by the way, up until that point. And so I went for the interview, had no idea what coaching was. I really didn't know what the world of executive coaching was, but I passed that interview. They asked me back for four more 
and I got the job. And after I think like six months or so, I was burning out, overworking myself. And I remember my boss telling me, I just want to let you know, you got the job. So how long were you there for? So is Mm -hmm. is this job that you were at in Palo Alto, the job that you, the last nine to five you had before you started your, okay. And so talk me through kind of the journey, the trigger, what was it that made you first come up with the idea? Well, I think the seeds were planted obviously a long time ago. Like I always still had that entrepreneurial spirit. I think while I was there, I got exposed to what it's like. I mean, every single coach that we worked with, we had a network of like 65 coaches around the world and I would source them for gigs. And I just would watch, you know, I would interview them as part of my job because I had to kind of create this roster of their skill sets, their availability, like what kinds of, you know, projects they would be great for. And as I'm interviewing these people and seeing, like, they're telling me their life and I'm like, I want your life. (laughs) I don't know how to get it, but I want your life. You know, so I put it a mental note, like become a coach, become a consultant of some kind. And so I started to just ask questions like, how does it work? How do you consult? How do you, you know, people just pay you money and you don't have to do the nine to five thing. Like, that's amazing. So I think it was just that I was watching, like, how are the people that are living the life that I want to live in 20 to 30 years living and what do they do for a living? And so those seeds were planted. And then the year 2008, 2009, that holiday, I went back to Peru for the first time in 12 years. And um, I had really a magical, like, you know, one of those, if you're into astrology, it was my Saturn return time. So I was really just I'm kind not of that blown into open. It. You have to define that. For you, but <laughs> Yeah, you guys who are into astrology will know. But yeah, it was just kind of this transformational time for me. And I think I was really, I was working with a life coach for the first time, because I got really influenced by the whole coaching thing. And And she had me write down my values and those were family and travel and adventure and living life to the fullest. And I looked around and I was like, as much as I love this job, I was still limited by the confines of a nine to five lifestyle. And in that trip, I took, you know, the first vacation I took in two and a half years on that job because I was just like all in. And I still got a little bit of a kind of side eye about taking that extra time over the holidays. And And so anyway, it just kind of gave me a bad taste in my mouth. And then there was just that whole thing. Well, now I don't have any vacation for the next year. Like, how is that going to work? You know, because now the travel bug had hit me and I was like, I'm going to go, I want to go to France now, you know? (laughs) So anyway, yeah, I was starting to um, put a damper on my life, basically to have to fit into this nine to five mold. So, so you always knew you wanted to do something and it sounds like you were kind of thinking like you're obviously an adventurous spirit in terms of (laughs) like and you're, you're obviously around people like the coaching and stuff. I get that. Cause mm-hmm. I've been in industries too, where I'm like, I want to do what you do. Like, how do I get from point A to point B? And I think some of this podcast also is people listening. Like, how do you kind of take the first step and get there? But what yeah. was it? I mean, have you always been interested in branding? I mean, your side hustle <laughs> is the inspired brand where the inspiration came. Were you just looking for something entrepreneurial that would free you from the nine to five? And you're kind of just throwing ideas around or was that mm. like always something you've sort of been passionate about? Do you love branding? Had it, you know, <laughs> been around in your past? How did you come up with it? And what was Oh, that? it's just so it's so sweet to be able to reflect 14 years later because honestly, <laughs> I hate the word brand if I'm honest. <laughs> so the fact that it ended up in my name. So the first version of my business was not the inspired brand, it was C Miro Consulting. It was very simple. It was what 
basically I advise everybody who's just starting out doing any kind of side hustle or any kind of business. Don't think you're going to know everything right up front. Don't hire a me. Don't hire me when you're first starting because you don't know what your business is and you haven't even tested if it's going to make you money. So just start where you're at, you know, and where I was at was, well, my name's Claudia Miro and I think it's going to be that for a while. So let me just name myself something really easy. And, you know, I think it was like C Miro. I couldn't figure out, actually, these are the two paths I was, because I was surrounded by coaches, I leveraged their expertise and I would do these walk-in talks when I was laid off. I called all the coaches that were, that loved me. And I had these walk-in talks and I just picked their brain because these guys, you know, they coach people on their careers. I mean, they were like the perfect people to be around. And so I mapped out like, what are the things that I'm really good at? And my boss actually had told me, you know, you are a marketing communications person, just FYI, like that's what you are really gifted at. And that was my last title there. It was director of marketing communications. So then that gave me a little bit of a structure like, oh, okay. So what does a marketing communications director do? And I had just managed our rebrand, our website redesign and development for two years within the company. So I had a sense and I ended up teaching myself WordPress. So I also saw like the frustration firsthand of somebody who had paid a ton of money for a very fancy website that they could never update. (laughs) They could never like get a hold of the guy to do the things and they were charged way too much. So That's how I taught myself WordPress is I was like, my boss just needed something so that we could start blogging. And I said, well, let me just figure it out. And that's really how my business started. I was like, oh, let me just figure that out (laughs) for one of my clients. Yeah. And that's how I started doing it. So cool. I love that because, you know, it's, it's interesting talking to like some people that I've interviewed where it kind of sometimes takes a person from the outside in to like, you sort of gravitate towards something that you're interested, but then somebody from the outside kind of comes as like, have you ever thought this is kind of what I see of you? And then you're like, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And I, mm-hmm. I think that's really cool. And you really leverage, which is so smart, which I think everybody should do the available network that you had. I mean, you had an amazing yeah. network, those coaches. So when you first got started and it was under your name, side note, I love your website because I kind of feel like I'm on a spa website. It's like so <laughs> relaxing. So you start kind of the first version and then are you just getting clients as it word of mouth or you hit the ground running Mm -hmm. and you're trying to acquire clients and what was the first step? You obviously had to put some money forward to get your website going and branding, right? Was there a certain amount of money you had to to get that going? Yeah, I think I paid $34.95 to get business cards on Moo.com. Okay. All right, there you go. So um, I got it on a discount, uh, coupon code. And I think honestly, once I figured out what it was I was going to do, because like I said, my initial path, I thought I was going to be a, an organizer, like a professional organizer. Um, oh. That was my other like geeky, you know, thing that was like, if you didn't pay me, I would come into your house. And so I do the digital version of that, like the content version of that for clients now, but, and I still don't get paid as much <laughs> as I should for that. But yeah, I basically decided, okay, I'm going to call myself a marketing communications consultant. And I think I had clients before I had my invoice put together, I had to hustle. And it was one of the coaches, probably two of the coaches that I worked with, one specifically reached out to me. She lived in Mill Valley and I was living in San Mateo. And so she said, Hey, basically I decided to go back to school. So that was another thing that was happening. And it just felt like, you know, at the, the same universe- time. Yeah, the universe was kind of making space for this new chapter. So that's why it felt so easy. Like when I got my notice, yeah, it was a little scary, 
but I was mostly way okay with it because I already saw this new path, you know, kind of already calling me. And so the last, I think the day before I started at school, uh, one of the coaches reached out and she said, Claudia, if you haven't already gotten a job, I've been trying to poach you for the past (laughs) few years. I would really love for you to come and work with me. And I was like, oh, okay, well, I have no idea what, but sure. Like, and she's just so amazing that I said yes and just showed up and had her give me stuff. And it was a combination, I think of, you know, she was trying to kind of put herself out there more and blogging more. And she didn't really have a clue about social media. And I was kind of, to- you know, social media savvy for what it was at the time, because it's very different than it is now. And so, yeah, I just kind of helped her get work. She taught me a lot about organization. I mean, she was like my idol in that respect. Yeah, I just helped her with random projects. And then that grew and gave me a little bit more confidence to do kind of more stuff and answered another Craigslist ad. And it was for an author who had what at the time, you know, she already had this online business doing webinars and putting herself out there as a content marketer. So she had a lot of online platforms. And so, yeah, I did a little bit of WordPress there and learned more skills. And every single project just kept coming through referral and word of mouth. And that's really how my business grew very quickly. And then I will say props to networking and joining a community of people that you want to be either surrounded by for inspiration, but I joined the Women Entrepreneurs of the Bay Area, which was a meetup group that grew to be this like massive network of women entrepreneurs. And that just like skyrocketed just my personal life, my business, everything. That's so smart. I would assume like those kind of things, those resources, just for anyone that might be listening, those are available in any area. I mean, you just probably looked up an entrepreneur networking group and then joined that. I mean, I think all along, and there's a very theme of you Mm -hmm. being a great networker, which is, which is obviously (laughs) helpful and you made connections. So once you start doing that, by the way, I didn't ask you, sorry Mm -hmm. to jump around. What did you go back to school for? Was it to really lean into this like the branding, marketing and get a, yeah. a degree. Okay. Yeah. So I initially studied international business and marketing when I went to high school, I mean, from high school to college at Menlo College, go Oaks. And I really was turned off by the whole big business world, like, you know, business law and corporate law and things like that. I knew that I didn't want to work inside of like a global corporation, but, and initially it was because I just wanted to travel and make money. That was, oh, it's like, oh, international business. That's good. And I had a sense that I was good at marketing and, but I had no idea. I mean, you don't know what you don't know when you're young. So when I went back, I did have this idea of a marketing communications degree, but they didn't have it. Like I said, as an undergrad, it's a, it's mostly a a graduate degree. Now it's integrated marketing communications is what you can go study. So anyway, I went back to um, San Francisco state and I designed my own major, but it was under the umbrella of communication studies and I took internet marketing and I took it, but there is no, I did not learn anything that I use like practically and technically in my day-to-day. I learned, I think everybody should study communication studies, especially the programs that I took. I mean, women and words, gender communications, political communications, uh, logic, argumentation yeah. and debate. Those are things that every human being needs to be a, you know, uh, both a giver and receiver of information. So did you feel like it was important then to have uh, a degree in that? Is that more for you or was it, do your clients care about that? Does that help you get more money when you're bringing clients <laughs> on to have that degree? I, I don't know. I'd have to ask my clients. I will say, I will say it gives me, me more a, because I have a degree. That's right. No. I should charge more. I, I think I'm getting that out of this talk, but um, 
I think there's a couple things for me. I remember my boss actually at my last job telling me when I was asking her about whether she was okay, if I went back to school, she said, you know, Claudia, have you thought about really, do you need to go back to school? She was essentially trying to just give me options. And I appreciated that because it did give me the food for thought, but it forced me also to go, you know, no, I'm doing this for me. You know, I want this for me. And, and it was a big, for me, we're immigrants, you know, my mom sacrificed and worked really, really hard as a single mom to give me everything that I have. And it just felt like I would be dishonoring and also just not living up to my full potential. And also I love studying. Like I, I would be a student for the rest of my life, honestly, if I could afford to. So it was not a sacrifice. It was more just making it work within, you know, being an adult, it's hard to go back to school but I picked a major that I really loved. And when I got laid off, it gave me the opportunity to be a full-time student, which I never really got the first time around. I was playing college basketball and working a full-time job and, you know, hustling. Yeah. Well, I <laughs> so, feel like you have hustled your whole life. I mean, I'm inspired yeah. just listening to you and also exhausted because I feel like there's no, just <laughs> like, and then there's this opportunity. And then I did this. I mean, your life is full of like twists and amazing turns oh. that have obviously brought you here. So tell me about your getting clients through referrals, sort of where you're at, and then where it kind of more formalized, where you changed it to be the what it is today, which is the inspired yeah. brand and kind of where that came from. Tell me about that when that sure. turned. I think what I've done is create something and then like it's an aspirational thing that I end up growing into because that happened with the co-working space I started and created it way before its time in my hometown. But it was so beautiful to watch, you know, especially the last year that I had it open right before I moved up here. It was like it was living into that sort of vision that I had for it when I first started it. And was that a you know, side just, Another that side was hustle? that was a little passion project that I did. But I'll I'll answer your question first. Um, yeah, I got back from Peru in 2013, and so I had been taking clients kind of very sporadically, just sort of supporting some clients while I was there, but. That was about a year of just being kind of immersed in the work that I was doing at the nonprofit. So in that time, I kind of sacrificed, you know, my business, my clientele. So when I came back, I went kind of slowly, but organically started attracting clients. I moved back to my hometown, had no expectation of staying there very long, but I went to take a yoga class because I knew I needed yoga. And I ended up connecting with the owner of the yoga studio. She is now one of my soul sister's best friends, healer. I mean, she's everything to me, Julie Matheny, I love you. And she hired me to do her rebrand and her website redesign. And that turned into, you know, a whole other project. And then, so I have, was on the fence about at that point, 2013, whether or not I was going to go get a real job, <laughs> maybe yeah. work for an agency, kind of just, you know, put myself back together again, but the universe wants me to be an entrepreneur. So I just keeps kind of at these forks in the road, guiding me back on my path. And so that's how that happened. And then about a year into just sort of all of a sudden finding myself back and as a freelancer, I just felt this, okay, if I'm going to do this this time around, I'm going to do it right. I'm going to go. So I put myself through um, the Women's Economic Ventures business plan program where they, for a year, you basically put yourself through the paces of a proper business plan. And I learned a lot, made some amazing contacts and put together a formal business plan. And through that, the process of the inspired brand, the naming, the everything, the vision that I had oh. for like a proper agency came out of that. So is that yeah. something that resource that you just mentioned? Um, tell me the name yeah. of it again. It's the Women's Economic Ventures. It's weave.org, I believe. It's based um, on the central coast of 
California and they serve, you know, I was driving to Santa Barbara from Santa Inez Valley. So it was about a 30, 40 minute drive and really just, they're amazing. They give micro loans and funding and all kinds of like resources for women entrepreneurs and men, I will say it's not just women, but yeah, that's incredible. So you went through that, you came out with the inspired brand and then with that, did it come, was it like what it is today where you offer Mm -hmm. these consultations? I feel like you offer so much more than just sort of services and branding and like normal agency stuff. I feel like you have a much more personal touch to it where with people and then you do the VIP retreat. Like you've got a lot of special nuances to your business that make it unique. Mm -hmm. Did that come along after, or did you come out of that, that whole program with those ideas? Yeah. I mean, it's interesting. I think in the program, I really wanted to create a structure because up until that point, I'm a very fluid person. I'm a Pisces. Like I figure stuff out as I go, you know, and that can serve me really well. And it can also be really challenging when it comes to trying to tell people. And I'm also pretty intuitive. So I just do things because it's just how I do it. And when it comes to having a successful business, especially one that you want to scale over time, you need to systemize your business and you need to create replicatable systems and processes. So for me, I will say that I've just been learning what it is that I actually do with people for this whole time and then trying to figure out how to call it and how to package it and how to serve it. But I will say that most of my work comes through the relationship. It's the relationship to the client. Everything's about relationship. It's the relationship to the mission and the vision. And so when I worked with nonprofits, it was always just, I would find this incredible organization doing really incredible work. And I'd say, how can I help? (laughs) How can I help you? And it was always, well, hey, you know how to build a website? Okay, cool. Let's just start there. You want to help promote us on social media? You want to help us get our... And then my former boss would always call it... Her terminology was, it's like the camel's nose under the tent. If you invite the camel's nose, then eventually you're sitting next to the camel. And that was how she got into these huge companies. She would start with one little project and then boom, next thing you have 30 coaches working inside the company. We start with the website. Because that's always the obvious thing that people need, but then they have no idea all the other things that are part of a very healthy (laughs) and clear brand and message. So it's incredible. I also love that. um, (laughs) And I know you didn't give that much background. I know you traveled and you worked at the orphanage and that's how you know, (laughs) know, Lindsay, but I feel like your nonprofit work and just kind of your whole mission of your company, everything sort of weaves together. I've just found that talking Mm. to people, it's kind of cool to just hear stories from the past and how they eventually arrive at their businesses and how their past experiences are kind of woven into the mission or what they're doing now, which is very apparent with you. So I think it's amazing. My next question is in terms of acquiring clients, like, are you now doing more formal advertising? Are you putting money into the acquisition of clients? And then my follow-up question to that is once you have clients, how much time and effort does it take to work with like one client? Because I did notice you have a limit of how many clients you take on per year. It's interesting. All that's really up for me right now. Like I said, I'm at a pivot point and it's entering TIB 3.0 is our project <laughs> name for this new iteration. But so the the reality of I'm only one person and I can only serve so many people, especially with the depth of work that I do has really hit me a lot, especially during COVID. So I was already going through a rebrand, potential rebrand in January of 2020. 
And so I had a lot of great visions for what I was going to do that year. And instead I just threw myself into like support for clients who were just like flailing to figure out how to take their entire business online. So I put my needs on pause basically for 2020 and most of 2021. And, you know, it's really hard to have boundaries, obviously the last couple of years, but I really starting this year, that's the goal is to service without sacrifice is my mission. And so a lot of my journey has not just been obviously the professional, but the personal and the spiritual and yoga retreats, self-care boundaries, you know, lots and lots of therapists and healers, but it takes a village. (laughs) It takes really if you're going to run a lot of energy and be kind of full out in life, you need to take care of yourself. You're a human body, you know, a human in a human body. And so I'm learning that, you know, I've learned it the hard way a few times, but I'm getting there. And I think your question was about like how, what, so right now I haven't had to market. I've been really lazy with my own branding and marketing for many years because I've had the blessing of being busy with clients, but I am pivoting because I can't continue to sustain the one-on-one work the level that I'm at. So I need to scale. And in order to do that, I'm creating a template shop and a few other things. So, you know, taking my content, my body of work, my expertise and putting it into more products and programs. So, you know, I do want to teach and I want to coach and I want to empower other people. And so now that I've been doing this for as long, I think I have point of view and now it's just time to put that into some form that can help and serve others. So, so the answer is I'm going to start marketing. (laughs) Yeah, because now I have something that I can actually offer more people. So, well, when I looked at your website, saw what you offered, which is very personal, obviously. And yeah. for everybody that's listening, you have to go check out the website, theinspiredbrand.com. Did I get that right? Yeah. Com. Thank you. Just to see all your different offerings. But like I saw the VIP retreat where that includes, you know, like a getaway and a Zoom call. There's lots of parts of that. Mm-hmm. And I'm just thinking, when I was talking to you, I was like, you are the brains. It's hard when you're the creative kind of vision to then hire people and have them help or hire staff. And I think it's so smart what you said about creating products. I mean, that's brilliant and templating things and, Mm -hmm. you know, things that can bring in passive revenue for you. How do you handle like the VIP package and different things that involve retreats and stuff? Do you have staff? Yeah. So one of the big things for the past two years is I've, it forced me to hire my team, you know, and I have had before when I had my co-working space and at different times I've kind of expanded and contracted with, in terms of how many people I work with, almost always it's contractors, but I'm working towards having employees this year. When I moved here to the Pacific Northwest and Seattle, I scaled back down to a one woman show in 2017 and it's just been this expansion ever since. So now I'm working with about seven, mostly women creatives around the world and really excited. So I've got a couple graphic designers. I've got visual designers. I should say they do more than just graphic social media manager, a web developer. That's been the missing link for me because we do actually maintain a lot of our clients' websites and we do a lot of technical kind of ongoing support. And you were doing that all yourself? Websites aren't ever done and they're never just a simple website now. So we have to sort of reinforce (laughs) all the things that we build. And so, yeah, so now that I won't get, that was part of the stress is if I'm sucked into a tech support issue or something technical, it makes it really hard to stay expansive and creative. So I want to free myself up now to do more like retreats and that stuff. You know, I am... I've taken over a thousand plus hours of yoga teacher training at this point. Like it's time for me to leave all that into my work. Yeah. That's so cool. 
Mm-hmm. You have clients all over the world. You take all different types of clients. Is there a specific vertical that you like to work with that you target? Is it nonprofit mostly mm-hmm. or what's your typical client? It, yeah, I think it used to be. I've worked less with nonprofits, not for anything other than I feel like organically I've gone in a different focus. And most of what I'm calling it now is conscious content creators. And that could be a yoga teacher, which is actually happening now. But it's somebody who really has a platform whose business really runs on content, quote unquote, digital content, Mm -hmm. whether that's events or has an online business really in their websites more than just a website. It's kind of an ecosystem that powers all of that. So, um, and I also think it's somebody who has a body of work that's unique to them that weaves a lot of different disciplines. I'm, I've been called the master weaver. Um, That's a huge compliment. Yeah. I love that, that archetype, that energy of that, because I know how sacred it feels for me to find that person eventually to help me midwife this next chapter. I'm I'm looking for that person now. And I love that midwife this next chapter. Well, I'll tell you about how at some point, one of my clients wanted me to call myself the brand doula. And I was like, no, I'm not going to do that. I mean, I can understand why you wouldn't. I sort of can appreciate <laughs> that. So when you get clients, you offer a lot of different services. What is the life cycle of a client? Is it like their client for life? Do they come mm-hmm. in, you do their website and then they're very loyal to you? Is it like, mm-hmm. do you have to work to kind of constantly get new clients or do you, once you have them on board, you're doing maintenance work for them. And so it's kind of recurring. Yeah. I think it really depends just like any relationship, right? It's got to be a fit. So sometimes it is a season, a reason, a season or a lifetime. I mean, I have clients that get into it, the intentions are there and it just doesn't work out. It's just not flowing for whatever reason. So we end the process and we end the project. Hopefully I get them past the point of being able to hand them off something that is better than what they had. I've had definitely some icky situations, but most of the time it's that we complete the website. It looks beautiful. And I'm just not interested in moving forward on additional work. Most clients either stay on as a maintenance client. I would say that I basically maintain their website and I update it from time to time. And I would say about, I don't know, maybe half my clients continue and do additional projects and work. So I'm in right now, I just launched a beautiful website that I'm so proud of for an amazing client. Um, I don't know if I can say it, but um, Jane Civit, Civit.com. She's amazing. And she's going to be doing, so now the next phase is building out her membership community and online courses. And so off we go. Now that we have the platform and the brand to launch her really fully, we're going to create that next sort of round of content. So I would imagine based on just knowing you for this short period of time that I've talked to you and the connection that you have with people mm-hmm. that you also foster like amazing relationships with people that, you know, are like it, obviously, like you said, it has to be mutual, but that they really look to you to help advise on maybe business ideas that are outside of even what you do, because it sounds, you have so much knowledge in different areas Mm -hmm. and you have such great ideas that you're like a coach, right? Yeah. You're saying some things that not only are warming my heart, but also giving me feedback that I needed to hear. So appreciating this conversation. (laughs) Well, it's true. You know, like I said, sometimes from the outside in to see, but I'm incredibly impressed and in awe of everything you've done. I think it takes Mm. a lot to go out on your own, especially in a business like this, where you're it's client-based, right? You're reliant Mm -hmm. on clients Mm -hmm. and and that Mm -hmm. takes like a leap of faith and a ton of work. And 
I also think in all that everybody's been through in the last couple of years, I mean, what you do is creative. It also comes from inspiration of yourself and speaking personally, I've been pretty Mm. down (laughs) at certain parts Mm -hmm. of like last couple of years. So I feel like it also must take a lot out of you to come and give your best version of yourself to your clients. And I think that's Mm -hmm. can't be underestimated either because you're not just like cranking out a website. You're offering so much more than that. And that's like a part of yourself too, that like you said, it's, you said it perfectly well, that you also really need to take care of yourself because otherwise you can't show up and do the job that, you know, you've set up to do without feeling whole. Wow. I mean, that's a powerful, that's a whole other conversation. I think it's an aspirational thing that I've created here and to stay inspired in spirit during these crazy times, especially I think has really put me to the test, but I will say for me, entrepreneurship is a transformational path. It just is. It's one of many, but for me, it's been really side by side with my own virtual and personal transformation. And the more I really get it, like I learn the lessons, I have more to give. And there were times during the pandemic, I did not have it to give. And, you know, I've had the blessing of a business that allows me the flexibility to to slow down and to take care of myself if I need to. And I think I could not have, I can't imagine my life as a nine to fiver over the past 14 years. I really can't, you know, with everything that's happened in the world, but especially my life. I mean, this was a blessing to be able to design a life for myself is a huge blessing. And I don't take it for granted. I remember a coach telling me one time, eventually you learn that the more you feed yourself, the more rich life becomes and the more you have to create with. And I'm, I'm living that a little bit more now (laughs) and I plan on living it more moving forward. I love that. Well, I think you're amazing. I think what you (laughs) offer is incredible. And I think for anybody that's listening to, which a lot of people who have small businesses who are looking for somebody to help them with branding and marketing and just, you know, overall, I feel like your business advisor too, just in what they do should reach out and check out your website. So My last kind of closing questions are for somebody who's looking to do something similar like this, maybe has something that they're doing on the side, doesn't have to be branding or marketing, but wants to get started. What are some Mm -hmm. tips that you can offer people? It doesn't have to be five. Mm -hmm. I know it's a lot of pressure, but some tips Mm -hmm. that you could say to people about taking the first step if you were interested in kind of branching out on your own and getting started. Yeah, I would say always test your concept, just start where you are. Don't worry about having it all like get off Instagram. Do not look at other people doing what you do because it doesn't matter how many people are doing what you do. You are unique and it doesn't matter how saturated a market is like, just do what you love and go maybe look and see how other people are doing it for reference. Because the other tip I have is don't reinvent any wheels that you don't have to like, just go and follow a model and a template to start. And then in that structure, you'll find your own magic and your own way of doing things. So, like I said, I borrowed a mood template to start my business because yeah, I was a marketing communications, but I wasn't a brand expert. You know, I wasn't a logo designer. So I just started with what I had to work with and And that took me to the next iteration. Yeah. And I'm talking to myself now, you know, start where you're at, start hosting calls and classes for people to come and just learn and see what you have to offer them. Just start it on the side. If you can do something in the direction of what you want to do so that you can see if you actually like it before you actually invest and start putting more energy towards that. And I think you also earlier 
leveraging your network, which I, cause I feel like you did mm-hmm. such a great job of doing that. I mean, everybody who's listening will hear kind of how you came about, but I feel like every step of the way that you took advantage mm-hmm. of the connections <laughs> that you had and really picked people's brains. And I think that's led you to where you are, which is really cool. Business is relationship. I mean, life is relationship. So back to that whole thing. If you really think about how you're serving people, what problem you're actually solving for them, you know, that would have saved me a lot of issue because I thought it was a website, but it wasn't. It was the fact that people were scared of being more visible and they were showing up with messy websites because they really didn't fully have the confidence to show up and shine, you know, and put themselves boldly forward. And that is what I end up doing with people in the coaching and the like handholding and the doula work that I do. So yeah, figure out what it is that you actually offer that isn't, that's the intangible, you know, and that's and the problem that you solve for clients really. That's really smart. And then in terms of the inspired <laughs> brand, what do you see for the future for you? Like, what do you want in the next year, the next couple of years? Mm-hmm. What do you see happening with your company? The theme, like I said, is to serve without sacrifice, which means, and I want to serve more, make a bigger impact and not burn myself out while doing it. So I also just want to create my own stuff. Um, I think that's something that I've really gotten loud and clear the last year and maybe a couple of years. I have actually poured a lot of my creative energy into other people's work, helping them shine. And I have really ignored kind of what are the things that are sort of stirring in my heart and soul to create and have my voice sort of share something and my perspective. So I'd love to launch the Inspired Brand Template Shop and have more products that are affordable and simple and inspiring and creative and get people excited about launching their business in the world, uh, no matter where they're at or where they're starting from. And that uh, also coaching and teaching and training and just really having more of an impact to more people. So one to many. So yeah, being on podcasts, um, (laughs) doing stuff like this. I mean, this is the next frontier I've kind of been keeping myself from for a while. Well, you're a natural, I mean, you're a natural fit to be a coach and somebody who's kind of influencer to other people and sharing everything you learned. I mean, I learned a lot just talking to you today. So I can definitely see that in your future. So I guess in closing, the last thing is just tell everybody where they can find you, where you are online, your website, if you're on any social media, LinkedIn, anything like that. Yeah. So theinspiredbrand.com is my website. It'll hopefully be maybe a little bit different by the time you air this. And at C-M-I-R-O, at C-M-I-R-O is my personal Instagram, at theinspiredbrand is the business Instagram. And those are kind of the main ones right now. I'm kind of on a fence about social media, which is a whole other topic. But for now, that's where you can find us. And yeah, see what we're up to at the moment. Cool. Well, thank you so much (laughs) for joining. It was so incredibly nice to finally talk to you. And I'm sorry. What an honor. honor.